God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. This is your friend, Papa John Arcovio from Irvine, California. <clears throat> I know that I have posted here that it's Papa John and Mama Jennifer, but uh, today we actually have Tony Kim is going to be with us. And um, Tony Kim is going to be um, presenting and speaking with us and answering, answering some questions. Tony Kim is the vice president of Harvest International. Sorry, my... Uh, mind is working a little slow today. I got a little bit of a head cold. I believe I'm catching a, a healing, but um, just uh, looking forward to having Tony Kim on. Uh, we had to shift our presentation schedule, as you can see in the background. I normally go live at 11 a.m., but today we're having to do it a little bit uh, later to uh, accommodate uh, Apostle Tony Kim. Uh, hello, Sherry. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. I do want to mention that um, we um, we are going to be sharing the a um, uh, little bit about spiritled.net uh, before um Tony Kim comes on and hopefully by then I'll clear this headache and this brain fog in Jesus name. And I'll be able to just speak without my long pauses that I get when I'm struggling with that. But we certainly love you and appreciate you. And I want to talk a little bit about spirit led family. What is spirit led family and how can you become aligned and connected with spirit led family? And what is our vision? Spirit-led family, of course, has been a part of our ministry. Uh, it's had several names that it's gone by for <clears throat> almost 25 years. It was Spirit-led Ministries. And Spirit-led Ministries was a California corporation. But then when I transitioned in 2017 to Houston, Texas, uh, we shifted and had to close the corporation in California, just big mess. Don't want to go through the whole soap opera, but basically uh, had never had any problems filing uh, all of my forms, uh, the 941s and the 990s and the different ta uh, franchise tax board forms. And uh, because of the COVID situation, um, I was not able to get the forms uh, that I needed and when I finally got them submitted, they had a backlog that they didn't even get to them. And it ended up being a big mess. And I had to end up closing that corporation. So we reopened Spirit Family as a Texas corporation. And we're certainly excited about uh, that and, and just what God's doing. And so just a uh, um, little bit about Spirit Led Family. I, I see Tony Kim's <laughs> coming in the background. I'm going to give him just a a moment to get uh, positioned and we'll bring him uh, on live. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to just share with you just a little bit about Spirit-Led Family. If you would like to go and uh, uh, take a look at our website, see what we're all about, it's spiritled.net. When you go there, we have a little blurb about Spirit-Led Family and then we have a place where we have our blog. 
<clears throat> we have a place you can sew. <clears throat> you can also go in and, and log in and, and on our calendar, um, uh, calendar you can set for uh, to receive prophetic ministry, prophetic counseling from both Mama Jennifer and myself. We have, of course, our Spirit Lives Rim School of Ministry, which right now is mainly online. When you click on that link, it's going to bring you to our teachable site, which um, allows you to be able to go at a self-pace at your teaching. We have a lot of modules we teach. We teach on apostolic order. I've been teaching this apostolic order uh, class since about 2005 is when I first put together the uh, teaching on apostolic order and understanding the apes. The apes is simply another way to describe the fivefold ministry as the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the shepherd, and the teacher. Um, that's, I believe, 18 uh, courses that you can join online and get your curriculum for $95. <clears throat> you can also um, do our course on hearing God's voice, which is a course on the prophetic 14 lessons on learning how to hear God's voice. You don't have to be a prophet to prophesy is what we say. Then we have an 18 course uh, on um, kingdom theology. And uh, that is a intensive dive into what kingdom is. You hear the term kingdom thrown around. We do an intensive 18 week study on kingdom theology uh, based on not only what Jesus said, but understanding kingdom from a biblical point of view that covers from Genesis to Revelations. We also have a module of teaching we do that is six lessons on healing the orphan mindset. I used to call it the orphan spirit. I do need to go in and change that graphic. But I uh, actually my good friend here, Tony Kim's the one that kind of shifted me on that on one of our, our uh, talks where he had talked about how he didn't uh, feel like the orphan spirit was something that uh, was uh, positive and ble uh, blessing people because it caused them to have shame. Like, oh, no, I got a bad spirit. So I shifted it to orphan mindset. It can affect your spirit, but it just helps people to be able to receive the teaching more. And then the last module we just finished uh, live that now is offered is uh, six lessons on the advanced prophetic training where I cover a lot of the uh, things in uh, prophetic training that um, uh, people who are uh, believing and, and excited about uh, having their gift uh, um, operated and their gift uh, um, enhanced, uh, we cover a, a lot of really neat things in that teaching. So, all right, I see we've got Tony Kim ready to come on, and I love uh, Apostle Tony Kim. Uh, Apostle Tony Kim is the um, vice president of uh, <clears throat> Harvest International Ministries, also leads the Roar Network, and uh, also uh, is senior leader and apostle over the, the Renaissance Church in uh, Bakersfield. I hope I got all that right. You okay. did. You did great. I have a terrible head code today. I don't know what happened. I picked oh, something. Oh, no. On my trip to Indianapolis, and when I got in yesterday, I told my wife, she came to kiss me, and I said, honey, hold on, I got a sore throat, something's going on. <laughs> I woke this morning, and sneezing, coughing, head just felt like it was 50, 50 pounds on my shoulders, so if I sound a little stuffed up or cough, I apologize. I may let you carry a lot of this. No, you, you sound great. I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you. <clears throat> I, I, I'll do my best not to cough over you, sir. 
I'll mute myself if I get a coughing fit. And I also apologize. I never, I didn't change my my title, Papa John and Mama Jennifer. But I always like giving her face face FaceTime even when she's not here. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely, you're both one. Yeah, yeah. So I just saw you at the Global Summit, man. What you a did, I know that was a great time, wasn't it? Oh, it was awesome. And and before we dive in, just uh, um, tell us a little bit, Tony, about what's going on in the Kim household. What's been going on with with Tony? And and uh, anything exciting or anything crazy? Wow. Or... Uh, you know, it's um, you know, it's been a very very just um, demanding season, uh, but but all good. You know, I just uh, I've been in uh, South Africa, I've been in Eastern Europe, I've been you know throughout the states. Just came back from uh, South Korea. Uh, you know, all this was you know just the early part of this year and. Uh, one of the good news, zooms, those are coming on the plane and going all the way there. <laughs> yes, that's correct. That's correct. That's um, it was it was me physically uh, hopping on a plane and haven't <laughs> haven't had a schedule like that you know since COVID began. But uh, but you know one of the one of the good news that I want to share with everybody and share with you. Um, do I call you Papa John? No. Uh, just call me John. John. <laughs> I'll change it. So, I'm sorry, uh, your Papa. <laughs> we both got a Papa Che. I don't want to. I don't want to get that messed up. I'll have to answer the Papa Che for that one. Right, <laughs> getting the and, phone uh, call. <laughs> but God is moving everywhere. Amen. You know, and and it's not just in the nations. It's also right here in our nation, in the United States, in California. Um, you know, there's rumblings in the Midwest, there's rumblings in the South, there's rumblings in the Northeast, rumblings in the South. I mean, God is just moving everywhere, Canada. Um, and, and so we're living in an incredibly just exciting season. Not to say Amen. that there's no challenges, Amen. right? But boy, I mean, it's well, what a time to be alive. I found it's parallel. I find that this is the That's prophetic, right. the apostolic is too side-by-side -side rails where you got incredible things going on but you also got stuff you're dealing with and you got to learn right. to balance it and not let, let one or the other dominate you because sometimes problems do present opportunities that's for sure yeah absolutely and so yeah so our family's doing well um i'm still married to one wife so that's good <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Hey, Wally Kramer, uh, welcome. John Paul Jones from Indiana, welcome. Uh, Joshua from uh, uh, Hawaii. Hello, son. Love you. One of my spiritual sons there. Love you. Glad you're on. Um, I already recognize Sherry. And again, if you've just come on and just joined us, please, please bring your friends in on this. You don't want to miss this. Uh, if you want to share this on your social medias, please do. But if you know friends, just, just hop on real quick and text them and tell them to jump on. Because I know that Apostle Tony has got some great, great things to share today. So I, I want to just uh, kind of shift for a second, if that, if, if you don't mind. And I'd like to just talk a little bit about this um, wonderful global summit that we just came from and just kind of talk about some of the highlights uh, that took place. Of course, you know, last month God did something historic in Pasadena. And we're living in the wake of this new season in the spirit. And the opening visionary word of the Global Summit was delivered by Apostle Cheon, who shared about the epic season of transformation that we stepped into. And the exciting news was also that Pastor Tony Kim 
was officially appointed as vice president of him. Cue the crowd. I, I don't have a big <laughs> I haven't learned how to do all those toys and whistles. Yeah. I had a friend one time that did a you would do a you would do a session and he would jump and push a button and he'd have a cloud going, yeah. push the button every time he'd want someone to respond. Right. I gotta find that button. But Tony, congratulations on uh, becoming um, installed and commissioned as the vice president of Harvest International Ministries, a ministry that I was reading the other day uh, that's connected to over 25,000 uh, relational connections and alignments. That's, that's amazing to me. Yeah, it's, it's quite, quite humbling, quite just mind-blowing really, and, and what God has done with HIM, you know, uh, being birthed, you know, uh, with a prophetic word through, uh, you know, from Cindy Jacobs to Papa Che, you know, that you're not to join a network, but you're to start one. And that you, you know, Papa Che and Mama Sue would be like a Abraham and Sarah have children, you know, um, on all, all the continents. And that word has come to pass. And we're you know, people ask us, you know, how many churches have, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, we are a network of networks and we are really a movement of movements. And so um, it, it's quite difficult in the sense of, you know, quantifying exactly, but we know at minimum 25,000 um, in 70 nations. At this and, and, and that's one thing I really appreciate because as you know, I've been leading the Spirit Led Family Network for almost 15 years now. And that's one thing I really appreciate, the heart of Papa Che, as well as yourself, you being uh, an apostle that, that both Jennifer and I are personally aligned with and honor, speaking to our lives. And, um, but but and you, nor Papa Che, nor anybody from the, the, the network uh, of, of him has come and tried to, you know, uh, strong arm us to, to let go of spirit-led family and become, you know, assimilated into, you know, I, I see these unhealthy fathers out there or apostles that, that, you know, become part of them. They got this vortex of their ministry that you got to abandon your identity and everything you're doing and become part of who they are. And, 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 and there's places for that to serve, of course, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, I haven't sensed that. And so when you say you're a network of networks, mm -hmm. I can, certainly uh, attain to that. But also the following day, and I really was blessed by uh, the keynote speaker, Bill Johnson, one of my heroes. Uh, I had a chance to go for the first time in my life and shake his hand and look him in the eye and just tell him, you have no idea, but your teachings on spiritual family and how to be a son and how to rest in him, in his presence, has transformed both Jennifer and my life over the past 10 years. We have sat and watched countless hundreds of hours and that is not exaggerating of, of uh, bill johnson's teachings because he was there he's a true father and a general in the body of christ and he brought a revolutionary teaching about the significance of opening and closing spiritual gates in the spirit realm and one of the statements he made that really stuck with me is walls without gates are not entirely safe mm -hmm. and it, so what was your takeaway from uh, apostle bill's uh, teaching and sharing. Yeah. You know, that's probably about the fifth time I heard that message. And, uh, and, you know, it's again, you know, what, what can you say about, you know, uh, pastor Bill Johnson, uh, Bill's just, you know, he's impacted my life, my wife's life, our family, uh, in a very personal way. 
um, you know, just count, gave us counsel uh, when needed. And so we're, we're so grateful for him, but you know, the, the level of humility, the, the teaching that he brought forth of just really worshiping in while in a place of pain, you know, such a profound, you know, yet simple, but really the truth of the gospel of what it means to be a disciple. Uh, you know, the way that he laid that out is, is tremendous. And, you know, I mean, what, what an incredible revelatory apostolic teacher, you know, he is and what a gift he is to the body of Christ. And again, when it comes to, you know, the Ephesians 4.11 gifts, which Bill is one, you know, Papa Chase another, and, you know, we've had so many Ephesians 4.11 gifts, you know, in the conference and actually a part of HIM as well. Uh, you know, just by him being in that room, that he is the gift. Amen. You know, that he is the message. Amen. The Papa Che is the gift, that he Amen. is the message. And the prophets that were there, like James Gall and Cindy Jacobs, that they are the gift themselves, you know, and they say good things also. Amen. You know, and so learning how to really put a demand on on, on the uh, mantle of who they are, not just what they carry, you know, uh, you know, there's so much life release, wasn't there? Amen. Certainly they're all, all of you are treasures to the kingdom. And we're so honored to be able to be uh, just, just aligned as God has directed. And we certainly honor all of you for your leadership. Of course, the last thing that took place uh, was of course, the global summit was 28 leaders were commissioned as uh, apostles and prophets and, um, that was certainly a uh, tremendous um, uh, 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 commissioning of the apostles, prophets, and marketplace apostles. And of course, you know, again, we are so thankful to be a part of, of him. Uh, I've been connected with Papa Che for three years now. Spent about two years just uh, bugging him to death on the phone. I'm still amazed now. I, I told him in that letter I sent him how he put up with me calling him sometimes two or three times a month. And he'd always answer his phone and be so patient with me and talk with me that I had no clue how many high level leaders he covered. And just, it humbled me when I saw it for the first time up there at the conference. I don't know why I didn't see that last year, but um, of course we're not commissioned as of yet. I'm, I'm, I believe that's a timing thing in the, in the kingdom and we certainly will honor that, but we're absolutely honored to be a member of him and part of the family. And of course connected with you, Tony. Amen. So kind of dovetailing on that, um, I know we're uh, in the fifth month of this year, and we've had January, February, March, and April have passed. And I know not only are you someone that hears from God and operates prophetically, but also, you know, you have connection with uh, a lot of prophets, such as, such as you mentioned, uh, Dutch Sheets and Cindy Jacobs and and James Gall and, and different ones. And so what's some of the, the things you've been hearing that's been taking place January through April, maybe some fulfillments of even prophecies that have taken place in the past few years that have started to come to pass. And just maybe one or two that just comes to your mind, uh, uh, Tony. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could, I could echo a lot of what other prophetic people are saying and, uh, and, you know, like Patricia King, James, all the ones you've mentioned, you know, and I know them all personally on a very deep level. Um, in fact, many of them I've known for over 20 years, actually, um, outside of James, which I've known for, we've known each other for perhaps 
13 to 15 years, um, which is a newer relationship for me um, in that sense. But, you know, well, I the, your baby then. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I missed that. What'd you say? I said, I must just be a baby. Oh, no, no, just, <laughs> I've only known you for a couple of years. You know, it's, you just I mean, you never know, right? In terms of who the Lord connects you with. And I mean, I have friends now that we've been running together for 25 years. You know, there's people that are globally renowned right now within our generation. We were a bunch of nobodies back then. <laughs> you know, we, we could barely gather 50 people in a room to worship and pray together. Come on. You know, and now we're, you know, now just the Lord has just um, expanded influence. And, you know, um, and, you know, I, I have a fear of the Lord and just really humbled you know, the capacity that I get to serve with. Um, but, you know, one of the things that the Lord spoke to me early this year was that this was going to be a year of, it was going to be a full circle year. And, um, and really, I believe that the conference that we just had at HIM was a full circle experience for HIM. And, and there was a rebirthing, there was a re, um, just uh, a renewing, in that sense, but I think the old things that we've laid down, God is bringing things up now, you know, in resurrection power. And I want to say even old relationships that uh, that we used to have, you know, that we, you know, for whatever reason may have lost along the way or may diminish. I believe that we're about to see some full circle, um, you know, seasons and relationships coming back this year. We were lost over the number of years. And even I want to encourage people, the strategies that the Lord has given to you early on that's perhaps laid dormant, um, put aside, uh, to go back to the original vision that God's given to you. And of course, you know, within time, there's going to be a progression and change. But go back to see if, you know, there's still alignment with the Holy Spirit spoke to you about, because that's what we're doing. The Holy Spirit's been having us do that. And and with the full, full circle year, I also believe that it's a year of transition. And uh, there, there's a lot of moving parts, I believe. And, um, and we have to know and have the dis we need to have the discernment to know whether the moving parts are God or if it's the enemy. Uh, because it could be very easily, um, you know, confused or, you know, mistaken in terms of our, the way that we perceive and apply and appropriate and so even with that said i really believe uh, that god is after a deeper call to holiness as he reveals him as the god who is holy i think there's a grace for repentance in this season and that we're about to see a new level of glory yeah and so those are some things that the you know, Lord's been really highlighting to me since the beginning of the year. I'd like to just uh, speak a, a second into this full circle year. Um, last year, you spoke at our Eagle Summit conference and you spoke a message on how God moves in circles. And it was a very profound and very timely message for both Jennifer and myself. And I want to confirm that because uh, in a few weeks, um, in fact, in two weeks, uh, Jennifer and I are going to be flying to Hendersonville, Kentucky, to speak for a church, River of Life Church, uh, pastors uh, uh, Shane and, and Jeannie Amar. And I originally thought that this was a complete contact with Jennifer because she got connected online with Jennifer. Jennifer set the meeting up, and I'm just going to tag along, I thought. 
Until yesterday, while she was talking to her, she revealed that 33 years ago, in a prophetic meeting at a church called Lone Star Pentecostal Church, they were there. And I actually prophesied over both of them, called them out, and launched them into ministry. And now 33 years have passed. Of course, we're no longer part of that denomination. They left, but it's come full circle, that relationship. And wow. now we're going to minister in two weeks. So there's a prophetic uh, confirmation right there, uh, Tony. Amen. 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 That's that's incredible. Yeah. And I don't think I need to say that we are in a season of revival. Yeah. Um, you know, and reformation. But, you know, I think God's jealousy and his heart for souls right now is ever more evident and present. And I believe God is really awakening our hearts for that, isn't he? Amen. And, and we are, you know, as James Gall said, we, we are in the beginnings of the billion soul harvest. Come on. And, and so, uh, you know, I really believe that that is the season we're in. And at the same time, you know, there's a lot of challenges we're facing as well. You know, it's like you said, John, earlier, you know, that it's it's a parallel. Uh, you know, it's there's gross darkness, but the light gets brighter. You know, it's we're in that season and the enemy's relentless. He's not going to give up. He's going to continue to attack and do that. And, I, you know, and um, there's a prophet that I'm close to, you know, and in fact, uh, this is uh, Patricia King shared this with a group of small uh, a small group of leaders and she said you know she had a dream um, without going into all the details she said the enemy was trying to create uh, and really attack the body of Christ in five areas and let's see if I could do this by memory uh, but one was to create jealousy um, another one was to create suspicion um, the third one was uh, selfish ambition the fourth was compromise. And the fifth one is, uh, you know, I don't remember the fifth one. So if you're prophetic, you'll know what it is. You know, uh, But those were, I mean, those are the four that were really highlighted. Um, offense was the fifth one, you know, to create offense. And, and so I think in this season, we have to be uh, especially, you know, I, I don't talk about the enemy or warfare. Um, that often, but the Bible says, don't be ignorant of the enemy schemes. And so I think we need to be aware of what the enemy is doing and really align, fix our eyes on Jesus and just be passionate, relentless pursuit of his face in this season. You know, that's such a beautiful word. And I know this morning when I was in my time of quiet time in prayer, and I was just thinking about a ministry um, that we had walked with, uh, for about three years in our network. Um, I won't name this person. I respect to him, but it was a long time relationship, probably 30 years. I married him and his wife about 33 years ago. And uh, um, he chose to, to step away. And God was just showing me that how he's helped me to heal over the past four or five years. Whereas before when someone who perhaps would, would profess to be a son or, or uh, want us to mentor them or become part of the network we were leading, and then when they would suddenly just walk away for whatever reason, I get offended. Mm. God's going to show me how, because I let myself get offended, 
my responses were not fatherly. Mm. They weren't love. They weren't nurturing, even in the face of rejection. And I know that Bill Johnson says that one thing that apostolic fathers are called to do is to lay down in the mud, to allow sons and daughters to walk on their back, mm-hmm. step into their destiny. And that sounds like an awesome, profound statement, but really it's understanding that process that yes, while uh, networks have to be relational to survive, and we as leaders have to make that turn because I don't know about you, Tony, but I grew up with non-relational leaders in my life. The fathers in my life weren't fathers. They were generals. Right. You just did what they said. You just obeyed, sometimes blindly. And, um, you know, I remember growing up and hearing a statement quoted quite often, and that is, you know, when, when, when there's, an, uh, of course, we didn't call them apostles. They were, they were bishops. They were superintendents. They were officials, leaders. But when they tell you to jump, you say how high on the way up. <laughs> you know, just that, <laughs> you know, right. just, right. you know, you know, and, 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 but there was no relationship. There was no uh, love. And, and even myself in all my travels and preaching for probably thousands of churches is not saying it was exaggerating within that Pentecostal denomination. That would be a very accurate uh, description over yeah. the space of 30 years. A lot of churches and, and, and pastors I had no relationship with. We had a business contract. I would fly in at this time, be put in this hotel, get this kind of honorarium, and then I would speak for th- three nights, two nights, and this is what I was to do. And because of a prophetic gift, you know, God would fill the house, and, and people would drive 120 miles to get a word from God, and standing room only type of thing. But then once the meeting was finished, the, the pastor would just say, let's do it again next year. Put, put me on your, on your calendar. And then I wouldn't even speak to him for 10 months until it got close to time to come back. Right. And so I had this itinerant, you know, thing I was doing where I had about 25 to 30 of these repeat meetings. Every year we just did them the same time every year, same three nights, same, same old, same old. And I got to the point where I come in and realized I wasn't even transformed, seeing transformation. It was just a weekend retreat, a weekend goose, goosebumps and shouting and a feel good meeting. And, and I begin to long for that depth of transformation, but trying to forge relationships in that in that business, just distant setting was so, so difficult because, you know, pastors would even flip out if you contacted their people. And yeah. the nomination even had a manual where they wrote a, a, a rule that if you was a traveling minister, you could not contact anybody in that church, that you had to call the pastor only. And uh, they would actually call call you to the board and you'd get chewed out if you contacted somebody. But it's just, it, was, it wasn't family. So um, yeah. let's kind of just spend the next eight minutes or so that we have on this broadcast, if you don't mind, Tony, to you being a leader uh, of um, a network that you developed from ground up uh, with Roar, but also now uh, stepping in and, and you've been serving Papa Che for many, many years and now being empowered you know, to lead um, the Harvest International Network. What does it mean to you to be relational in what pertains to, to what an apostolic, like a, a network or an apostolic network? Right. You know, the, that is such a broad, but yet, you know, just paramount question to ask, right? It's, um, you know, HIM, I'll, I'll say it within the context of HIM and, contrast to Roar uh, Collective. And, um, and you know, one of the beauty about my 
relationship with Papa Che is, you know, for him to give me the blessing, you know, to start an apostolic network. You know, uh, you know, I received the blessing from Peter Wagner, Papa Che. Uh, Peter Wagner adopted me as his spiritual grandson, which is quite humorous. These terms crack me up, you know. Um, you know, even the term spiritual son, I kind of get weirded out about a little bit. I think my generation, we kind of just go, okay, that sounds a little weird, but, you know, it is what it is. And, uh, uh, but, you know, within the relational dynamic within networks, you know, w- when you have 25,000 different leaders and network of networks, it's, you just can't, no matter how relational you are, right? Um, they say that, I think research, research proved that a very high capacity person can actually have relational dynamics with, and this is an incredibly like top 2% is they could have high capacity relationship with maybe a hundred leaders. Wow. People. Wow. You know, and that's, if you're, you know, functioning at an optimum level, you know, on a relational, uh, from a relational lens and the average person is less than 50. You know, a good leader, perhaps a great leader, 75, right? So these are some of the numbers breaking down. And so, you know, when it comes to the relational side of things, um, of course, synergy is a big part, right? Uh, We're all family, but the synergy, you can't force synergy. Um, But yet, I think the relational side of things, in order to develop any type of relationship, it's got to be intentional. And, and of course, when you say synergy, you're talking about that relational chemistry. Exactly. Some people I can love and have coffee with, but there's no common interest. There's no connection. There's just that's no right. spark of just, I get you. Yep. And and that's okay. You know, and but one thing in terms of building that relational connection is you have to be in, uh, intentional and you have to take initiative. And no matter what community or what network you're a part of, if the intentionality and initiation is not there, you're going to have a tough time building relationship. There's got to be authenticity, vulnerability, and transparency, which is very difficult for leaders, right, to to function in those three areas. Because I really believe those three keys, again, vulnerability, authenticity, and transparency that's the formula for transformational relationships. And that's the beginning stages of it. And, and so, you know, from, from this paradigm, uh, the size of the network matters as well. Uh, and I think what Jethro told Moses in wisdom, you know, set up your leaders, empower people, you know, and let, let some serve a hundred, some serve fifties, some serve tens and, you know, lead them. And and so HIM, we have that structure in place. But again, we're not going to relate to everybody on a personal level, but we should be connected to somebody. That is so powerful. You said three words there. You said vulnerability, transparency, and then what was that third Authenticity. one? Authenticity. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just, my, my, my mind went blank as it often does. So I just wanted to be sure to put that out there so everyone could, uh, could see it. Amen. So vulnerability, transparency, authenticity. You know, you, you hit a, a real, um, 
I won't say it's a nerve, but it's a reality truth for me that I've had to face. And that is for 35 some odd years, I was traveling and, and leading and doing, but I was not healed. Right. I had a lot of baggage from being abandoned as a baby and left to die, growing up with an abusive stepfather, and then um, just the unhealthy environment where officials saw my my uh, my my father void. I was just you know looking for that approval, and I remember a book I read about the blessing, talking about how how vital to men that approval is. But unfortunately, I was in an environment where officials took advantage of it because they knew I'd kill myself. I just off my body on a sacrifice burnt to, right. get, to get their, their approval. And they used that and rode me hard. And uh, even to the, you know, damage of my marriage, uh, my family, my health in right. some ways and my psyche in some areas. And because the amount of emotional pain and emotional uh, damage that I, I went through when I decided to turn in my ordination and step away was massive. But God used all that to bring me to a place of healing and awareness of my need for healing to, to right. accept, you know, Papa God first and foremost as my father and to learn what it meant to be really a son and not an orphan. Mm -hmm. and I, I, I can't say that that transformation took place 10 years ago. It really began about five years ago. And really became intensified within the past probably three and a half years. Okay. But, you know, one of the things that I knew was that for me to get to the level of leadership that God wanted me, I had to heal. That's right. I, I could talk about a lot of people coming and going in our network, but I know a portion of that was I was an unhealed leader trying to lead from talent and gift and prophetic anointing. Correct. But handling people very roughly and not having that intentionality, not you know, being vulnerable or being transparent or even being right. authentic, just thinking they would follow me because of my anointing, because yeah. I was eating the bag of chips. <laughs> right, right. You know, and and because because the truth is that's kind of how I followed all the leaders I grew up with. They were just, you know, great, powerful men of God. That I just, you know, and so there's been a transformation even taking place with myself and learning how to be intentional with uh, relationships and to love and to stay in the love room and to um, truly, truly let motives be pure. That going back to the five things that God's working with this year that Patricia King said prophetically, you know, once again, offenses and making sure your motives are pure are two big things. Right. Because we can fake it. Yeah, that's right. We, we could want to lead a network for selfish reasons, for selfish ambition to be seen, to be known, to be powerful, to be recognized, to feel, you know, my, my ego or my sense of, of, of security being scratched because someone's calling me, you know, Papa John or apostle or prophet or whatever. But when we really lay down and that's, it's been our season of just laying down, laying down in his presence. Yeah. Just saying, God, we just want to be pure. We want to be pure in what we do. We want to help people step into their destiny, to serve others, to serve the kingdom. No ulterior benefits, not working angles, not trying to, you know, jockey for positions and stuff. You know, and when it becomes pure like that, it's a hard thing. And that doesn't take place on platforms. That takes place on your face in brokenness and stripping. That's right. And, um, you know, so that's our heart is for that vulnerability, for that transparency and to be authentic. 
Absolutely. Amen. And if we're operating from pain, we're not able to function from that place. And, you know, the old cliche, hurt people, hurt people. And, and the reality is it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. We all been hurt. Yeah. You know, and, but the question is, what do we do with that pain? Amen. You know, and, you know, even when I hear, you know, messages and people preach, you know, you have to be unoffendable. You know, <laughs> I, I totally get what they're saying. I get the spirit of what they say, you know, what they're saying there. And you know what? I agree, you know, in in the spirit of it. But to tell people not to get offended, I'm not sure how much benefit that statement has because we're human. Yeah. And when we say don't be offended, we're, we're dehumanizing people. And I think the only things that are unoffended that on the planet are robots. And I think AIs now can get offended. <laughs> I've had Siri get mad at me. Right? I mean, even my rabbit, when we go away for a season, we come back, he's mad that we yeah. were gone. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and so, but the question is, in our pain, in our offense, in the place of unforgiveness, how do we, how do we live in that space? You know, are we able to submit it to the Lord? Is is our heart still soft, where we're quick to repent? You know, quick to um, you know extend forgiveness. Uh, you know, and so that's really the question of how how shall we live in this season, in the midst of all this? Wow. And and the more healed we are, really, in Ephesians chapter four. Verse 13, I believe it is, where it says that, you know, to bring to the maturation, full maturity, you know, to the stature of Christ. That word mature isn't of age. It's literally uh, means to be whole. You know, that Greek word. And so that's why oftentimes children, we can say, are more mature than adults. Mm -hmm. You know, because... They're, they're, you know, they release that, that forgiveness, you know, they're, they're, they, you know, they forgive so easily, right? My kids, when I say, you know, when they were, when they were kids and my kids are still, they re release forgiveness just like that. When, if I ask, you know, for forgiveness, I repent. And if, you know, when my kids were young and I was intense with them or would raise my voice and, you know, I'll go to them afterwards and say, would you forgive daddy? You know, and they'll be like, yeah, of course we forgive you. And it's back to normal. That's because they have a heart that's that's mature. They're not broken in that sense. And uh, and that's you know, we want to we want to get back to that place of being childlike. You know, be able to trust trust the father and be healed and be whole. And that way, John, for you and I, you know, I think we've experienced what I would call leaders that were more like elder brothers than the father. Yeah. You know, and and I had an encounter with the Lord in 2015 that absolutely transformed me, um, you know, in terms of getting the revelation of the Father's heart. And and so and I just started operating different since then. And I think God's heart is extended for all of us. Amen. Come on. For us to be healed. You know, let's humble ourselves and let's just say, you know what? We've all been jacked up. We've all been through the ringer. <laughs> We've all been betrayed and hurt and all these things, but really the way that you know if you're operating in wholeness is are you operating in love? 
And that's the question. What does love look like? Beautiful. Wow. Wow. We could just keep talking for we can. We can. five minutes before we're just about out of time. So just as we close up, uh, um, Apostle Tony, why don't you go ahead and just maybe say a few closing words and maybe a prayer, whatever you feel led. Yeah, thank you so much for, for um, being with us today. No, absolutely. And again, I just want to encourage all of us. I'm speaking to myself also um, in the sense of, you know, let's, let's lead with identity in Christ. Uh, oftentimes, you know, we, we lead with gifting. Uh, we lead with function. But we're created for relationship. And I really believe that there is, a, there is an invitation this season where Abba is calling us back to him in this season more than anything more than what you can do for him he wants to love you more than he wants to use you and out of that love you know we allow ourselves and surrender ourselves to him and so i just want to release a blessing um is that okay john i just release a blessing over everybody and and god i thank you for this season for such a time as this lord that you put us on this earth you've given us breath god you've given us life You've given us the Holy Spirit, God. And Lord, I pray that in this season that you would establish us unlike any other season. God, that there would be a full circle season more than anything, but God, that you would bring us back to our first love with you. God, that we would answer the call to this invitation to come into the deeper waters with you. And God, I pray that you would lead us. God, help us to be more led and less driven. Let us be taught by your spirit. Let us be taught by your anointing in this season. And God, I pray that you would heal our hearts, that you would release the bomb of Gilead, God, within us. Father, that any place of pain, perplexity, wounding, God, that you would just release your love and lavish your love upon us, God, and that we would come into a greater wholeness, Lord, in Christ that you would raise us up as sons and daughters of the Most High, God, that we would be just, we would find that peace knowing that you know our name, that we are known by you. And so, God, we thank you for just uh, those that you surrounded us with, God, and for some of us who may be hurt and not part of a local church body. Lord, I pray for healing, God, and Lord, I pray that you would help us to know the difference between uh, whether we're just, a part of the body or we're a body part. God, you called us to be a part of the body. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us to find that community in this season that we could grow with, that we could, uh, like sh iron sharpens iron, God, that we would just, uh, just go deeper in you. And so, Father, I pray for just that peace that passes all understanding where God, our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus and I release that Father's blessing over every person. Mm -hmm. God, and we just cancel out any words of negativity, any words of you can't, you shouldn't, you could have, you would have. Lord, all those things, Lord. And we just release that Father's love and blessing over those, our brothers and sisters that are joining here now and those who will uh, watch this broadcast later. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, wow, what a rich and just beautiful dialogue we had today. And thanks again, Tony. We honor you. You're a treasure to the kingdom. Jennifer and I 
just love you and and your sweet wife and uh, just count you as dear friends. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Slice out of your day. I know you pulled that a lot and uh, a lot going on. And uh, but every time we've talked, it's been just so beautiful. And not just here. We've had some great discussions like this just on the on the phone. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I love you and I appreciate you so much. And thanks for your time today. Love you and send our love to Jennifer as well. And love the whole spirit led community here. <laughs> and so blessings all, right. to all. All right. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.